He's as much God on one day as the other. He can heal a body, a man on a Wednesday night as well as any other time. Fill a soul with the Holy Ghost and minister to the needs of his people any time. He promised we're two or three together. I'm in the midst of them. He's in the midst. Man, he can perform and do things that we cannot. And it's good to see each one of you in the house of the Lord tonight. God bless you for being in this service tonight. It's good to see some that's not been able to come. Amen. Sitting, some sick, some sitting with some sick folks, different things of that nature. But it's good to see all of you. Some that was out. It's good to see you back. Amen. Praise God. Turn to Isaiah 1 and 1. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did think about it, though. I did. And Brother Barry, he hit me up for service. <laughs> Praise God. But, but turn to Micah 7. Micah 7 tonight. <laughs> God's so good to us. Amen. His loving kindness is bestowed upon us in so many ways. And it's hard for you and I to really calculate and keep up with it if, if you know, it just, there's no way. So that's the reason it pays best, as the writer says, to give him continual praise. Amen. To worship and magnify him in all situations. May not always be the easiest thing to do, but it's the right thing to do. And sometimes doing the right thing by far is not the easiest thing to do. Sometimes it's a lot easier to go with the flow. It's a lot easier to just give up and just, uh, well, I'm just going to quit. And, but when you've got to go upstream, you just got to keep, keep fighting against the stream, amen, until you get there. And uh, that's where we're at. And there's been a few things already said tonight. Some of the songs that we've sung tonight ties into a little bit of this. And with the Lord's help, I, I, I probably won't cover all that I've got, but we'll do what we can. Amen. And still be mindful of the time as much as we can at the same time. Michael 7, 7 and 8 is the two key verses and the focus verses of our lesson tonight. Amen. And... Um, I just hope that maybe I can say something here tonight that will help us. Uh, Brother Ford had started this service out tonight talking about our time and uh, what's going on around us. And if we believe it or not, if we're in end time and the hour and the generation that we're in. And I'm, on a, I'm not really so much focused on that I am, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> But I will be talking about, you know, where we may find ourselves and uh, the help that we might need. I'd like for them to get ready to sing when we get through here tonight, Daystar, if they feel that's appropriate. I'm really not a musician or nothing like that. I leave that mostly to my wife and the singers, Brother Ford and all the praise singers, different ones to decide what to sing and when to sing. I don't know if I got so hot my glasses don't unfog or what, but uh, praise God. Uh, can't see without them, can't see with them, they fogged up, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, but we just want to, by the help of the Lord, to, I normally don't have six pages, I normally have just four or five, I got six, so we'll just do the best we can, we may bypass some, but anyway, Michael 1, Michael 7, and 7, therefore I will look unto the Lord, I will wait for the God of my salvation, my God will hear me and it doesn't matter where I'm at what kind of situation I'm in we find that out from Jonah we find that out from David we find that out so often throughout the scriptures and even in our own personal lives even though the enemy likes to tell us that he hadn't heard us because we haven't had the response or maybe the answer we'd like to have in the time of the season we'd like to have it but we can be guaranteed of one thing God has heard us. We have prayed with earnestness and with sincerity. And especially if we have prayed for his will to be done we can be assured of one thing he heard us. Praise God. The eighth verse says, Rejoice not against me, O my enemy, when I fall. <laughs> Why you got mine? <laughs> Why you going to give me mine? <laughs> I followed that. It's anointed now. Praise God. <laughs> I preach good tonight. Don't you take all the credit. <laughs> Woo, praise God. 
Somebody say, throw it down. Like Jason Bell, <laughs> throw that thing out the window. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> no, that's good, brother. We're good. We all right. <laughs> if, y'all, if I die tomorrow now. <laughs> hey, praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Rejoice not against me, oh my enemy. <laughs> uh, when I fall, I shall arise. When I said in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. And the latter part of that verse is more the focus than all the rest of it all said and done. When I sat in darkness, the Lord can be a light unto me. He can come to me. When I can't come to Him, when I'm in a dark place and it's so dark that I don't know which direction to take and and what to say and how to respond, He'll come to me. Amen. He'll come to me. Lord, we love you tonight. We're so thankful for your grace, your mercy, and your compassion. We're thankful for every soul that's in this place tonight, every individual. And we pray for those that are not, for whatever reason, that your hand would touch them, minister to them, heal them if they're sick, move upon their behalf if they're offended or hurt or or something of that nature. God, I pray for you to just minister to them and touch them. Help us, us to do likewise as we lift them up before you tonight. But God, help us here tonight. Help us to be able to feed the flock. Help us to be able to encourage and uplift and give instructions that can be a help to somebody in this house here tonight. Uh, We're going to give you all the glory and the praise and honor for it. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you and you may be seated. I'm going to talk a little bit first about these first three words of verse 1 of this same chapter that kind of helps set the setting of the 7th and 8th verse of what maybe helped bring this about and bring it home to Micah. Amen. In his hour, we know that um, many believe that he was probably, uh, this is during the time of King Hezekiah. There's different opinions. Ahab, others, uh, different other kings possibly. But uh, most believe that uh, during Hezekiah and some of his time of the hard work that he'd already put into having or trying to have revival, and he did to a certain extent. Amen. Revival with Israel and among God's people and tearing down images and tearing down altars and doing works of that nature. Amen. And seeing how God worked for him, but yet they found themselves in straits and situations and facing things that was very difficult. And um, so, so here, when you look at this, he first starts this chapter out, woe is me. Now remember, woe is nothing but a deep distress or misery. It, it can actually attach along with that regret. Uh, I, I've noticed, and it's been some things, it's funny how God works, but God knows how to work and how to work best on each one of us. So help us for our eyes and our ears to be open, our hearts to be open to, to some struggles and to watch some maybe possibly be some things that's going on uh, among, even among us, even here tonight. And so that word regret also can tie in to this woe, amen, as a disappointed or maybe a distressed about something it's uh, in that type of nature. So, so as, as you watch some of this really begin to unfold and begin to take place, and what I really want to focus on as we look at this, we can go to Psalms 14, and 14 through 1 and through 7 talks about the woe and talks about the time, and uh, especially in that particular chapter. And I won't take the time to go over I was, but I'm not now. Amen. But he talks about the generation. He talks about a search being made. He talks about how that God that sits on the circle of the earth or, or the God that looks out from the heavens. A man he looks upon the earth and the search is made and there's none's righteous that are found. There's no good man. There's no righteous. And, and you can see that it's the making of a generation. It's making of a time. And it's and we find ourselves as, as it was even in the days of Noah, not to that point of wickedness and, and, and evilness, but yet uh, seemingly at that place and time a man headed in that direction. And so this would cause men and individuals that love God and love truth and, and add to revelation and their eyes open and understanding uh, of what God expected and what God loved and what, what brought the blessings and kept the blessings of God in, in our lives. Not only in our own lives, but in the lives of others. Uh, you know, uh, an individual that don't think that who, who leads us. And I 
start to preach even from some from that realm and maybe we'll go back to it amen because it does make a difference who you choose to be your leader who's going to be the overseer of you who's going to be the one that makes the decisions and it's very important that we pray earnestly and and with sincerity even about the presidential election that's coming up that God's hand will move again that God's hand would be merciful and help us and and, and even though that you and I may not and and I'm going to tie some of this together if you'll just hang with me for a few minutes and I'm not the best at this but but you and I have to agree that maybe we don't have the the quality of, of, of people that we would like to have and I'm sure all of them will debate me about that hallelujah but looking through the eyes of the word of God and looking through the eyes of revelation looking through the eyes of understanding what's real pleasing to God and lifestyles that gives him glory and praise and honor and brings his blessings of even upon us as a nation we can honestly and truthfully say without trying to be ugly toward any party or any individual that not any of them would really follow into the, the area amen of being a true Christian and truly God feeling and God fearing amen because if they always a little more God fearing they'd shut their mouths some but anyway but uh, as you watch some of this begin to unfold this you see a, a same setting a same situation that's that's really taking place it's beginning to happen here and and so when you really begin to look at that you can go to psalms 120 again you're going to see woe is me that i sojourn and he talks about two particular places that he journeyed and he dwelt in the tents of kedar and meshach and because he had long and been there and he said my soul hath longed to dwell with him a man that hated peace. He, you know, he, he says, really, he said, I get weary. I, I get tired of this struggle and this fighting because the next verse says, I am for peace. But when I speak, they are for war. It doesn't seem that, that regardless of how we try to counsel and how we try to reason and how we try to work it out, this is what the psalmist in 120 is talking about, that because they're set on war and because they're set on evilness and wickedness. And so if you do any study on that, you can see that with him that's the foe he's talking about and, and you talk about these particular places that he set up tent with them it actually leads you back to Ishmael and so it leads you back amen to Genesis 16 and 12 he will be a wild man his hand will be against every man and every man's hand against him I remember reading an article it's been a few years back and it talks about trying to deal with difficult people and a difficult generation and you and I would just if we'll just be honest we're facing that time and generation today nothing may people happy. It doesn't matter what you do or what you don't do. It doesn't matter what direction you take. No matter where you draw the lines. You can't make everybody happy. Hallelujah. But you know what you and I can do is purpose in our own minds and purpose in our own hearts and spirits. I'm going to live for God. Hallelujah. I don't have an axe to grind with nobody. I'm not mad at nobody but the devil. I'm going to hate every false way. I'm going to hate every, every doctrine that's not the will of God and according back that with the word of God. But far as hating or, or disliking any person, God help me I won't do that. Hallelujah. But they'd be a real love for us, amen, to try to win somebody and help somebody. But we're going to find ourselves as we're facing a generation. We're facing an hour, amen, where Christians, even in America, is probably going to suffer some persecution. They never dreamed it was going to come on this nation. And so as we're, we're facing that, I'm shocked. And maybe, maybe as much of that's going to be in the spiritual realm as much as anything else, as the hostility against when you just simply preach the Word of God. You know, it do us all good sometimes to say, well, I don't have opinion, and neither do you, but let's hear what the Word says about it. I mean, when, you, when you're said and done, that's really what matters, when it's all said and done. And so we, we see this and a lot of it unfolding. I, I could have went some other areas, but I'm not going to do that. And, and I could, could take it to Isaiah 6 and 5. There also, amen, it talks about, amen, that there how that woe is me when, when, when Isaiah, when King Uzziah died, amen, and... Uh, Whenever he had died, he said, hey, I've seen myself. You know, I've seen the Lord high and lifted up, but i also seen myself, what? As an individual with unclean, unclean lips, but also dwelling among a people with unclean lips. I'm here to tell you tonight, we're dwelling among some people. Hey, I love this community. I love this county. I love this state. I love America. But I'm telling you, we're living in one of the most deceived, blinded generations that we can ever live in. We're living in a generation that 
I'm going to show you in a few minutes and backing up from the scriptures. Hallelujah. The world that we're living in, the darkness that we're living in. And I'm telling you, without the visitation, and this is the reason I want us to sing the day star. Without the day star coming and shining upon us and through us, we won't make the race. We won't finish the course. We won't have the will of the power, amen, to do it on our own. We're simply piggybacking off of just a couple of Sunday nights ago. That personal encounter with Jesus Christ is going to make all the difference whether or not if you make it or not. Because without a personal encounter and a personal Savior called Jesus Christ in your life and alive and well in your life, you won't finish the journey. It's too dark, amen. It's too wicked. It's too foul. I tell you, the devil's too big for you. The world's too big for you. The last amen to flesh is too weak for you. There's only one that can help us. We find ourselves sitting in such a dark and wicked hour. I think you'd have to agree with me. that Even you and I would be just a little surprised at even where Pentecost is at tonight. Where one God Pentecost is at tonight. What she's embracing. And what she's getting caught up in. And drawn into. It's because we're sitting in a dark place. And he's got to come to us. Because in the dark place, you can't do it by yourself. It's got to be a light that comes from somewhere else. To give us direction. Not only to give us direction, but to open our eyes. And our hearts of understanding. That we might understand what sin really is. So, Proverbs, amen. I'm going to turn there because it kind of helps me to tie into this tonight. What I want to say, Proverbs 30 and 11 through 13. It says... There is a generation that curses their father that doeth not bless their mother. There is a generation that appear in their own eyes. There's places you can go tonight with a little no clothes on. You can just either Finish your, your beer, your cigarettes, smoke a little weed, shooting up a little, come staggering in under the influence of everything but Him. <laughs> but you won't be condemned. You won't be judged. Your salvation won't even be questioned. I can go a lot further than that. You can go into places now in America where they don't have just the first one, but their second and the third one. And three or four concubines in the congregation. And the church knows it. But you know what? They kind of like it because they're involved in the same things. Just don't preach against it, preacher. Just don't say nothing about it. Just put your head in the sand and we'll keep paying our tithes and we'll keep coming along. And, but those things just create such a darkness that people that don't get their minds made up and little children that we're raising up when they see some of this stuff. Hallelujah. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I listened to a conversation this week. I'm not going to give any names. You know them. <laughs> Lifestyle they're supposed to be living. And I listen to that individual make the statements about somebody else. How they're condemned and how they're not really condemned, but how they're addicted. And how they destroyed their lives and given their lives over to things and substance. And I just listened and I looked and, and I observed and I thought to myself, it's amazing to me that, that what you're making, the statement you're making about it, that individual, but the lifestyle you're living, amen, and you call your church and the church you're going to, amen, but you're not condemned with the lifestyle that you're living, but yet God came down and destroyed cities because of that lifestyle. <laughs> 
But how blinded can we be, hallelujah, quick to condemn somebody else of their transgressions, but yet we're in darkness ourselves, that we can't see, amen, that we're in darkness and that we're bound. But the only one that's going to get us out of that darkness is the day star. Amen. The one, the light that could come to us when I'm sitting in this darkness. Hallelujah. And I don't know which way to go. There's only one God that can get us out of this powers of the spirit of iniquity. There's only one God to give us revelation to get us out of the darkness, darkness of the traditions of men. Generation that's pure in their own eyes. And yet it's not washed from their filthiness. There's a generation, oh how lofty are their eyes. And their eyelids are lifted up. This is some of the type of generation that you're in tonight. And I'm in tonight. We're not better than any other individual. You hear me tonight? I'm not better than anybody. You're not better than anybody. We really were not. But thank God for revelation tonight. Thank God for the true light. And their eyes were opened. Hallelujah. And you know what we need to pray? God, you give me a love for truth. And that love and affections for truth will be greater than anything else on the face of this earth. Greater than anything else. The love for you, to live for you, to serve you, and to be your servant. And that love and that power and that Holy Ghost. Hey, I've been pondering this the last few weeks. It's the Holy Ghost that witnesses. God, help me be a vessel that the Holy Ghost can show up and, sh- and flow through. And they would feel the presence of God. They would feel the love of God. They would feel the hand of God. Hallelujah. Even if they feel it, amen, to feel convicted of their lives. It all works together. It all works hand in hand. Hallelujah. And I know sometimes they look look at us and say well you think you're better no I don't think I'm better than nobody but I'm not going to walk amen to the same master you're walking through to just get your condolence hallelujah I'm not going to walk down the pathway that you're walking down that's a dead end road that's a lost cause not when I got the word of God it's a lamp to my feet and a ladder to my path I'm going to walk with the word of God if I got to walk it all by myself hallelujah because the day starts shining upon me and open my eyes and open my understanding I don't want to go back into darkness so as we we're going to see some things about this generation I'm going to hit just a few scriptures tonight if you'll let me Matthew 10 at 21 and the brother shall deliver up the brother to death and the father the child and the children shall rise up against the parents and cause them to be put to death Will you go back to the remainder of this, this, the writings here? He, he says, woe well, unto me. He likens this, amen. And whenever the gathering of the summer fruits and, and grape cleaning the vintage and you know, the cluster is grape. And so my soul desired the first fruit. He said, this is what I desire. This is what I wanted. It's kind of like when you first, you know, the first fruits, that cluster. That, that, that's the best, you know. You don't wait till it's all picked over and all done. And then you go out there and try to, no. Amen. Some of the first that's, that's, that's became right. I, I listened, but, Delmer, amen, come in the hardware store the day and we was talking about fruits. He's talking about going places and doing things. And he come in the hardware store the other day and he said he went up to Tennessee and he wanted some peaches. And so he went on one of some in back roads and there was a lady there and, and she was in one of them little fruit stands like selling peaches. And so he went on and he said he didn't really want any for cooking. He just wanted a few for eating. She said, I'll tell you what. She said, I'm going to send you up there. She said, my husband's up there right now. He said, when you pull up to the place and on the right hand side, you'll see it's roped off. He, she said, that's our peaches. She said, I'm going to let you go in there. He said, you pick you a few of them. He said, and she said, now I want to tell you something. Now when you go under to pick, pick those peaches, he said, don't you pick up none. And she, oh, don't pick none off the tree. <clears throat> he said, oh, you want me to pick them? off the ground she said oh no don't pick them off the ground she said when you walk up to it said you just put your hand under it and said just kind of ease up on it if it falls off in your hand you take it but if it don't you move to the next one and said the one that's ripe and ready to eat said all you got to do is just barely bump it and it'll fall off in your hand and that's the one you want I'm telling you if this world ever needs anybody hallelujah it's going to be full of the Holy Ghost and bearing all nine fruits of the Holy Ghost it's this generation and we better read them all over again it's about faith and joy and love and gentleness and kindness and meekness. It's all the ingredients of this world is totally against them. It's all the ingredients that the spirits of this world works against them. But if we're full of it, I'm telling you, you don't overcome evil with evil. You overcome evil with good. You overcome doing that which is right and upright and pleasing in the sight of God. That's the way we're going to be. 
the light of the world. That's the way we're going to be the salt of the earth. Hallelujah. Because we're not going to let the darkness put a light out. And when it gets so dark, we don't know what to do. We're going to stand and wait on the light. So this is a generation. This is where we're at. This is what we got to deal with. Good man has perished out of the earth, and there was none upright among men. They all lie and wait for blood. They hunt every man, his brother, with a net. That they may do evil with both hands earnestly, man. Net, catch my brother and my, getting anybody a can. Dog, eating dog, world. Hey, we're there. I don't, I'm not a gloom preacher tonight. I'm just telling you the generation we're in. I'm not let the gloom overpower me and overcome me. <laughs> Greater is he that's in us what the Bible says. <laughs> we're either going to believe it or not. You know, sometimes it comes at times, comes a time, hey, hey, it's time to show up. It's time to prove it. It's time to walk it. It's time to believe it. Hallelujah. And so we're there. We're, the generation's being set. Hey, man, I'm telling you, if it can be shaken, it's going to be shook. If you, if, you, if you don't fall in love or been in love or sold out to God, hallelujah, you're going to backslide. You may not backslide, but you'll find your church, amen, that, that be more to your. That's the reason they're popping up everywhere. We ought to move and groove and enjoy this. <laughs> but don't preach to me about separation. Don't preach to me about, amen, touch not the unclean. But yet Paul made it clear to us in Corinth what, what fellowship, amen, does light have with darkness? What companionship and fellowship does, does God have with Belial? Hallelujah. What fellowship does righteousness have with unrighteousness? So I'm telling you tonight we're in a world, hallelujah, but we're, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. I got a light, amen, that can shine upon us and through us. But I got to make sure that I'm going to do one thing. God, by your help and grace and mercy, and I'm studying on that, because I got an old sin nature that I got to deal with day in and day out. And I tell you, some days I don't do too good. But I'm going to hear you tell you, me, man, I'm by the help of God, I'm not going to be a servant of sin. Not going to throw in the towel, say, well, we might as well give up so and so up the road and so and so down the road. I tell you, no, sir. If you've got to do nothing but draw a circle, amen, to save it, nobody but me. I'm going to do what's in the book. I'm going to do what I know, what the one that God's told me to do. You're still right. So, so we've watched some of this. And if you don't mind, I'm going to let you finish reading that. Go back and read it. I'm already 20 after. I could take you to Matthew 10, 35 and 36. For I have come to set men at parents, a man against his father, the daughter against her mother, the daughter-in-law against her brother-in-law. A man's foes shall be they of his own household. Go back and read the rest of Micah. Amen. You find the same scriptures, the same enlightening talking about right here. So this is the generation. This is the reason that Micah makes the response in 7 and 8 about the situation or the darkness and the hour that he's in. But I'm telling you, if it's ever been a generation and an hour, a man, that we need the day star. Hallelujah. You enjoy as much of this life as you can until, amen, it robs you of your fellowship and relationship and companionship with God. And I don't care if it's a job. I don't care if it's money. I don't care if it's a... It's a hobby. I don't care what it is. It starts robbing you of time and energy that you ought to be standing, standing with the true lover of your soul and the true lover of your life. Hallelujah. You better have enough gumption and a backbone about you saying, I'm fixing to cut that off. In fact, here's a key word. I better have enough discipline about me. Hallelujah. To discipline myself. Amen. To get lined back up to what thus saith the word of God. Because I'm telling you on judgment day, nothing else is going to matter. It's not going to matter what Susie down done down the road. It's not going to worry. It ain't going to bother you one bit what Jack done up the road. What's going to bother you, amen, is how you stand before God and he opens up the word of God and begin to judge us according to the works and the deeds of what we've done in these bodies. And I'll tell you, in this generation the pressure that we're getting under, I'll tell you, we got to be sold out to the cause. Is there not a cause? This uncircumcised Philistine, thank you, who he think he is? To defy the God of Israel. That's the same spirit. That's the same attitude that's got to get hold of us. Hallelujah. I'm not caving in. I'm not giving up. 
Hallelujah. I may be in darkness. Hallelujah. I may even battle with depression. I may battle with this spirit and that spirit. But by the help of God and by the grace of God, I know a light. A true light. Not just any light. Hallelujah. But a true light. Hallelujah. To come to my rescue. And to come, amen, and speak to me and move upon me and help me. Because when the light begins to move, I tell you, things begin to go. When light begins to move, darkness has got to flee. And the gloominess and all the other that weighs it down with it. Hallelujah. It's got to go with it. I tell you, all of us, it's got enough regret in our past days that can weigh us down. And I'll tell you something, I believe the Lord spoke to me about a few of you. That's your biggest hang-up. you got to the regrets of your past that you can't go on with your future. But let me tell you something, put it under the blood. There's nothing you can do about all those yesterdays. But you can do something about, not tomorrow, but you can do something about today. You can do something about it in this service. You can make up in your mind, heart, spirit, oh God, by your help, I'm going to overcome hallelujah hallelujah I can't do a whole lot about those regrets I can't do a whole lot about about those failures and all the other mess that went on but I can do something about what's going to happen tomorrow going through this particular setting of scriptures even in Luke 12 52 through 57 he drops on down he talks about he got on to the people amen he called them hypocrites I'm not calling them hypocrites now but he did he told him, hey, you can tell the signs. He went this way. He can discern the face of the sky and the earth. But how is it that you do not discern this time? <laughs> I've encouraged the men. We're going to try our best to go Friday, February the 28th. Amen, Brother Elder James Sandy. And I didn't think about this today, but amen. The topic's going to be knowing the times. Knowing the time. Do you know what time you're in? Do you know what hour you're in? Do you know how important it is to understand and realize what's going on around us? From the White House right on down, I'm telling you the enemy, the devil himself, is trying to corrupt America. It's trying his best, amen, hallelujah, to stop the power and the influence that America's got across this world. He don't want to just bankrupt it, amen. I tell you, he wants to bankrupt it in the spiritual realm. No other nation, amen, has put out the gospel like the United States of America. Nobody's ever touched the world like the United States of America with the gospel of the Lord Jesus. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It's not about money or things of that nature to the devil. It's about stopping the gospel. Because the gospel is the only thing that can save a mankind. But if you've got an ear to hear the heart to receive it, I'm telling you, you can be brought out of darkness. So it goes from that. Yea, why even yourselves judge not you right. Judge the season. Judge the time. Understand where you're at. Don't be pulled to this and pulled to that and caught up in this and caught up in that. <laughs> Them side roads get you in trouble. Taking up time and energy that's really not that important. That we could be spending nothing else praying. Nothing else reading your Bible. But more importantly, what about really praying? What about really just getting into that place in the Holy Ghost and prayer? Amen. And, all of a sudden, God just move on you sometimes in those kind of prayers. Amen. For people, for individuals and situations, you may not even know who they are. But because you're willing to pray, because you're willing to spend some time with God. You know, we think it's a big deal if we pray an hour a day. How many in here prays an hour a day? That's okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, <laughs> how many of us spend an hour a day in the Bible? Shoving that cell phone aside and shoving everything else aside. The God that gives us 24 hours. Hallelujah. And we can't spend an hour with Him. I hate to be this way. But we used to tell them, Amen. We used to tell the world out there, but you sit before Hollywood five and six hours a day. What are you doing now? Five and six hours. It's no different. It's a time robber. It's a time robber. First you news you know, you'll be in your teens and then you'll be in your 20s. First you news you know, you'll be in your 30s and your 40s. First news you know, life is like a vapor. It's over and you're looking back. And that's where regret comes in. All them precious hours and moments and times. Teenagers, you ought not ever be bored. You got a Bible. Hallelujah. American people ought not ever be bored. They got Bibles every which way they turn. Hallelujah. Begin to read it. Well, it's not. You can make it excited. If you fall in love with it and to fall in love with the author of it, I'm telling you what, he'll make it come alive inside of you. Hallelujah. In a power and a demonstration. Hey, I'm talking to you tonight because you're in a generation that's trying to rob you. You're in a generation, amen, that's trying to tell you, no, you ain't got to do that. You're in a generation that's trying to persuade us you don't 
need midweek services. We're in a generation that's trying to tell us you don't have to have two services on Sunday. We're in a generation, amen, just do away revival. You don't need no five-week revival. You do good to get a three-night revival. Hey, I'm telling you what's happening. Darkness is creeping in. Spirit of Ickerney is creeping in. And we're in a generation of that generation. And we're sitting in a very dark hour. On the second page, I'm trying. Second Timothy 3, 1 and 7. This know also that in the last day perilous times shall come. Perilous simply means dangerous, grievous, difficult. You expect your life to get easier living for God? You're kidding yourself. You're lying to yourself. That's the wrong mentality everybody's got anyway. Paul called us soldiers. It's a battle. It's a warfare. It's a spiritual warfare too. It happened in your homes. I just read it. Matthew, Luke. could cause division in the home. Cause five to be in the family. Three against two and two against three. Husbands against wives and wives against husbands. Sons against fathers and fathers against sons. And mother-in-laws and father-in-laws. And... For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Covenants, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent. That simply means not restraint. Don't want no restraints. Let me eat what I want to eat, when I want to eat, and how much I want to eat. Y'all wouldn't like my mama. I'm just being honest. We ate supper about 4.30 or 5 o'clock. We didn't eat again until the next day. We didn't get to eat cookies. We didn't get no ice cream. We didn't, none of those things. <laughs> I mean, you know. Now, we had a meal cooked. 4.30, 5 o'clock every evening. And she didn't have no problem. You can fill your plate up. You ate everything on the plate. Huh. That was it. You got to be, it was, might have been your turn to wash the dishes too. <laughs> Brother Max Wayne, I didn't have to get on a five-gallon bucket. She did wait till I got big enough, amen. Of course, we didn't get that sink until I was big enough. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> we was all in a little trailer until then. <laughs> you couldn't get three or four of us in the, in the kitchen, let's bless her. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> hallelujah. But uh, you know what? None of that affected me. I don't guess. Maybe it did. <laughs> I leave that up to y'all. Y'all decide that. <laughs> Hallelujah. I think it done pretty good. It don't bother me one bit that I spent my 10th, 11th, and 12th grade summers, amen, working, loading watermelons and hay to buy my school clothes. I didn't save it up to buy a vehicle. I'm just telling you the way it was. I didn't know anything different either. Call. Call who? Only one I knew was mom and daddy. I wouldn't even go to grandma and grandpa. Why not? Because they whipped me and sent me back across the yard. <laughs> the only safe haven we had was Aunt Bertha and Aunt Oxavy. Now if we could make it down there, <laughs> it'd be on then. When they got us back. <laughs> Hallelujah. They tell us, we ain't letting y'all go down there and stay. Y'all come back here, man. We got to start this process all back over. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank God for ain't birthday now. I'm telling you, we was blessed for four grandmas. I'm trying. I'm not. I'm, anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you know what? We're living in a, in a generation that blames everything under the sun except themselves or who and what they are. I'm glad I've been introduced to a light called Jesus Christ that's made me a brand new creature. Help me God, help me God, help me God. Because here's where I want to get back and stay. Love, amen. Hallelujah, the things I once hate, the things I once love, and love the things I hated. Hallelujah, because if we get a real, genuine, old-fashioned love for the things of God. Hey, I got something for you. Go back to the seven churches in Revelation and tell me what they left. They left that first love. If you can hold on to that first love, honey. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hold on to 
holiness and righteousness and the light and the true love of God. And I will tell you what, then it will always get you out of the dark places. It will get us out. It's going to get the church out. Are you hearing me tonight? I'm not trying to jump on nobody. God help me. Sometimes I feel like that's all I do, but I'm not. There's a lot more to that if you want to go back and read it. Amen. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to skip the third page. I'm going to. Sister Boy, you come. Those are going to get up. I want you to sing Day Star. I know my time's already a few minutes after. <laughs> Praise God. What, what's so important in our day and time? I'm going, to, I'm going to bring a few scriptures out to you in closing. Romans 5, 1 and 2. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. By whom so we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. We're not perfect. We don't claim to be. By far. I promise you. Okay? Please hear that. This is not a condemning message. This is a message telling you where you and I and what we're warring against and what we're battling against. And we'll tell you something. You can't be in a warfare. Sooner or later you're going to get wounded. Sooner or later you're going to get hurt. Amen. You cannot be in this type of warfare. Amen. And some days you may even drop the ball and come up short. But I'm here to tell you, you can get up from there. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, you can get up from there. Hallelujah. Well, Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. I failed, but you don't have me. I'm in so dark of a place right now, I don't know what to do. But let me send something to hell. I'm not coming your direction. I'm not coming your direction, devil. I'm not coming your direction, darkness. I'm not backing up on the doctrine. I'm not backing up on the gospel. I'm not backing up on all this. If every apostolic church backslides, we still got to believe wholeness and righteousness and separation and live a godly life in this present world. Joyce, not against me, oh my enemy. When I fail, I shall arise. Because I know a Savior. I got an heaven with a Father. Got one that I can call on. I'd love to have the time tonight to go to you and tell you a few things. Watch this. First Corinthians 2, 4, and 5. Y'all get that song ready. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, and in the demo, but, but in the demonstration of the Spirit of God, a power. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God, your faith should stand. Watch this. Watch what's happening. Ephesians 6 and 11. I won't read all that, but he told us he put on the whole armor of God. That he may be able to do what? To stand against the wiles of the tricks of the snares of the enemy. Satan, the devil himself. Put on the whole armor of God. I'm not going to go through all of that. Six, Ephesians 6, 11 through 18. Second Thessalonians 2 and 5 says, Therefore, brethren, stand fast and behold and hold and hold the traditions. Hold the traditions. It was the traditions, amen, of godliness and righteousness that got this nation to be the... Amen. To be blessed and victorious. Hallelujah. And accomplish the things she's accomplished. She didn't get her by herself. And I'm here to tell you. I'm telling you. There's people up in white houses and other places. That's trying its best through the influence of the devil. Amen. To rob this country. And to rape this country. Hallelujah. And cause a nakedness to get a hold of this country. That will cause a curse of God to be on this nation. But you and I as God fearing God loving people. We have the power of prayer. We have the power to stand. And if we stand under a dark generation like this. We can be assured of one thing. The day star is not going to forsake us, but the day star is going to shine down upon us and illuminate us and energize us and anoint us as vessels of the God Almighty. Hallelujah. To stand in this hour and day and generation that there is hope for those that want to be saved. There is hope for those that want to come out of darkness. There's hope for those that are sick and tired of sinning. One thing to backslide. One thing to backslide and just go out there in the world without trying to entice others. But it's a different ball game when you backslide, but you still want to come to the house of God. You still want to hold positions. And you want to convince everybody 
including God, that you're still saved. Amen. That you're still ready to go. Look at the world. Look at the world. I guarantee you, if you could take some kind of poll here right here in Bendale, Mississippi. I hear them day in, day out. Oh, they tell them, I don't know where they got it. They say, you don't have to go to church to be saved. Where'd you get that? Right out of the book. The Bible says, For, forsake not the singing of yourselves together. I can't be saved without having a church. <laughs> you, 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 don't, you don't have to have a preacher. Well, that's funny. God, it pleases God that by the foolishness of preaching. And not just anybody can preach. It's got to be called the sin of God. It's just opinions. Just their own theories out of their own heart and reasoning of their own mind. But nothing to back it up. Tonight we got the book. We got the love of God. And by God's help, let's win this world. Let's just do what we can. Man, let that day star. Why don't we just come, just gather around. Sing this song together and just let it maybe penetrate. If you can, if you're not able, if you're not up there, that's fine. Don't worry about that. You stay seated. That, that's no problem with that. That's not disrespectful. I understand. Psalms 112 and 4 says this. Unto the upright there arises light in the darkness. Unto the upright there arises light in the darkness. We remember the time I preached about the light and I used the candle. We turned out all the lights except the one little candle we had lit and sitting on the pulpit. And that one candle was able to give some source of light to everybody in the sanctuary. What I'm telling you tonight Regardless of how small you think your light might be tonight. We're living in such a dark hour. It has the power to penetrate, to illuminate, and to impact our generation. Listen to the song tonight. Through the valley let your sweet aroma fill my life. Rose will share and show me how to grow in beauty in God's sight. Fairest of 10,000. Make me a reflection of your light. Day stars shine down on me. Let your love shine through me in the night. Leave me, Lord, I'll follow anywhere you wrong and make it right oh, day star shine down Show me things 
wrong and make it right. Oh, day star shine down on me. Let your love shine through me in the night. Lord, I see a world that's dying. Wounded by the master of deceit They're just groping in the darkness Wounded by the years of past defeat But then I see you standing near me, Lord Shining with compassion in your eyes and I said day star shine down on me let your love shine through me in the night oh leave me Lord I'll follow Take what's wrong and make it right. Oh, they start shining on me and let your love shine through me in the Oh, 
be a witness. You can take what's wrong and make it right. They start shining down on me. Let your love shine through me in the night. Leave me, Lord. You can take what's wrong and make it right. Oh, star shine down. Just let your love shine through me in the night. Oh, leave me, Lord, I'll follow. Take what's wrong and make it right. Oh, day star shine down. Just let your love shine through me in the night. Leave me, Lord, I'll follow. Cause you can take what's wrong and make it right. Oh, star shine Let your love shine through in the Strong and make it right. And I pray they start shining on me. Let your love shine through me in the night. Lord, I'll follow anywhere you open up the Take what's wrong and make it right. Yeah, day star shine down on me. Just let your love shine through me in the night. Leave me, Lord, I'll follow anywhere. Just let your words speak. 
can take what's wrong and make it right. Oh, taste our shine on me. Just let love shine through me in the night. Oh, lead me, Lord, I'll follow can take what's wrong and make it right. And we praise Let your love shine through me in the that is greater grace that is greater than all my sin I say
that can pardon and cleanse within grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all my One more for the grace of God that each and every one of us experience even on a daily basis. Praise God. Love you tonight. Appreciate you and your response. I won't hold you any longer. Don't forget the banquet Friday night, 7 o'clock. Is that right? 7 o'clock, the Valentine banquet for those of you coming. Uh, so forget about that, okay? All right, Sister Joyce. Okay, team two, get with Sister Joyce tonight, okay? Okay, some of you young men, praise God, help them out. Some of you muscle young men, hallelujah. All right, God bless you. Thank you. You're dismissed in fear of the Lord. Appreciate you. God bless you.